to the show. You're tuned in to CITR 101.9 FM and we're broadcasting to you live from UBC. Right in Point Grey. Beautiful, sunny. It's always sunny in Point Grey. That's so cold. It's very cold today. If you want to get anything done, you have to go inside because it's too cold for thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hardest part is getting out of bed for, oh, yeah. for you. For everyone, it's so cold. For everyone. It's because you're going from a beautiful, warm, nestled cocoon into a world where every bit of the air in in the drafty apartment is just cold. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and then it's like, you know, it's just, it's not fun. Well, it's nice and warm in the studio. Yeah, good so morning. We're, we're back. We're doing well. <laughs> we're back, yeah. Last night we went to a, an American Thanksgiving party. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was good. They had everything. They had delicious food. They had dancing. There was, yeah. They had arguments. Oh, there were arguments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got we've got a pretty good show for you. We might, um, in the spirit of American Thanksgiving, even though it was yesterday, we might play um, a certain iconic American Thanksgiving song for you. And this certain iconic American Thanksgiving song may or may not be approximately 20 minutes long. It may or may not. That's right. Yeah. And so let's preface this by if you want a hand-drawn picture, we're going to have time to do some drawing today. That's right. So last week we drew... Oh, yeah, uh, last week our show wasn't on. Oh, that's right. Well, we came to the studio and uh, there was nothing working really so the yeah, signal the, was just down all yeah, of the internet in the down. whole station was not functioning the reason i forgot is because we just stayed in here and listened to music <laughs> anyways yeah, it was pretty nice, we did less less broadcast talking but yeah we yeah we weren't talking into the microphones as soon as we learned that that they went out um we did do a pretty uh pretty good intro that day though we also we we didn't just listen to music, like we DJ'd our hangout session because we made sure that there was always something, even though <laughs> we like we were doing, you know, transitions as if it were broadcasting, but it wasn't broadcasting. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is um, sometime in the show, we're going to be drawing as we're in the studio, and Robin's a really good drawer. Oh, no. And we bought stamps last week, so we're going to have some sort of audience input thing where if you get your mailing address to us, we will mail you original up-on-the-roof drawings as we listen to music. Uh, yeah, so I'll just read out, or maybe... Where is this? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, so yeah, but... You could call us, too. Maybe we should draw it first. Yeah, you can call us, for sure. So 604-822-2487, that is 604-U-B-C-C-I-T-R, if you're a numbers letters person. Um, if you get us your mailing address, we'll send you a picture in the mail. Yeah. But we'll, we'll remind you throughout the show because we've got, um, lot, we haven't even drawn anything yet. But no. We will. Yeah. Uh, here's, 
little band called Watermelon with Golden Ray Migration.
Sophomore album Loungewear from the Portland duo Mel Brewers brings together the Zulu rhythms of Dionysian New Orleans street folk with the kinetic dub bluegrass of New York nerdcore. However, this decrepit rehash only tortures the nubile freshness of their debut, the Wackjite Travelogues. This can only be seen as the decline of a nascent career before it has even begun to incline, and receives their lowest score yet, 7.4 Radioheads out of 10 Arcade Fires. Want an alternative to music blogs? Discorder Magazine has been supporting Vancouver's independent music community for over 30 years. Come help keep local music journalism alive at the Discorder Fundraiser this December 4th, featuring Rec Center, Skinny Kids, Other Jesus, and very own DJ Pop Tales. Doors are at 8 with $5 cover before 10 and $10 after. It's happening this Thursday, December 4th at the Hindenburg, 23 West Cordova. December's best new fun elected by Discorder editors. Christmas yet? It is time for the Mint Records Ridiculousness Party, though. Took out on Saturday, November 29th for performances by Rennie Wilson, Duo Tang, Supermoon, Agface, Jay Arner, Energy Slime featuring Jay Arner, DJ Sitting Some Jay Arner, and a bunch of other bands that Jay Arner may or may not have anything to do with. Visit mintrex.com for more details. It's November 29th at the Electric Owl. Oh, oh, what are you doing, you layabout? It's only November. Get back to making toys. Get back to work. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Bebby Crispan presents. Difficult music, harsh electronics, spoken word, cut up slash collage, and a general Crispan weirdness. Sunday, seven to nine a.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Canadians are being bought and sold. We can no longer ignore this reality. Each of the 27 million human trafficking victims around the globe has a unique story. 80% of victims are women. 50% are children. This is not only a global injustice, but a local reality. It is happening right now in my community. We are asking you to take action today. Visit endexploitation.com. Get informed and take action. British anti-slavery leader William Wilberforce once said, "Having heard all this, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know." Only question now is, what will you do? Join us and help eliminate human slavery in Canada. Hello. Welcome back. We're broadcasting to you live from a forested glen. We are in a meadow, listening to the sweet sounds of the birds. Nature all around us. This is up on the roof, and we are up in the meadow. <coughs> What's that? Hark! Oh, it's the famed red-winged tailgater bird. Oh, good. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. We are broadcasting to you from UBC, and you're listening to Up on the Roof on a special day after American Thanksgiving broadcast. Yeah, tricked ya. These bird sounds aren't real. We're, we're Dummies. In, we're in a studio. <laughs> 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 Good one. Yeah. Well, uh, we we said earlier in the show that we'd be playing um, because yesterday was American Thanksgiving and and it's a tradition in Canadian community radio broadcasting to play on the day after American Thanksgiving a particular song. We're gonna play that song for you, and the song is. You can get, get anything you want. At Alice's restaurant, except Alice. Okay, so uh, the the song it's an Arlo Guthrie song that came uh, recorded in 1967, and the song was sort of a protest for the Vietnam War, which was going on, and it was to demonstrate there was a loophole in in any American convicted of any crime, no matter how small, such as something like littering, they could get out of being drafted. Um, and so it was a protest, it was, um, it was a critique, and it was a big smash hit. Um, and Woody, uh, sorry, Arlo Guthrie, even afterwards he was talking about it, and he learned that um, Richard Nixon owned a copy of Alice's Restaurant. Mm. And he, he quipped that 
that explains the 18 and a half minute gap in in the Watergate <laughs> tapes. <laughs> that is pretty interesting that Nixon owned a copy. I wonder if it was for his personal enjoyment Probably. or if it was for... They were doing research on communists. Yeah, could yeah. have been. Yeah. Who knows? Okay, so we're going to play for you Alice's Restaurant in the original 1967 recording. But we're also, during this time, we're making drawings. And what are you drawing over there? Uh, it's looking like a bald man wearing fur turtleneck. Like a fuzzy fur turtleneck? Crop a, cro a crop top turtleneck. Drawing some shorts for him. Like, nice. Well, these drawings are original and live, and they can be yours if you just send us your mailing address somehow. You can give us a call at 604-UBCCITR or 604-822-2487, and we'll mail you some original drawings. So, without any further ado, here is Arlo Guthrie. called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago, it was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my friend and I went up to visit Alice at the restaurant, but Alice doesn't live in the restaurant, she lives in the church nearby the restaurant in the bell tower with her husband Ray and Fotch is a dog, and living in the bell tower like that, they got a lot of room downstairs where the pews used to be, and Having all that room, seeing as how they took out all the pews, they decided that they didn't have to take out their garbage for a long time. We got up there, we found all the garbage in there, and we decided it'd be a friendly gesture for us to take the garbage down to the city dump. So we took the half a ton of garbage, put it in the back of a red VW microbus, took shovels and rakes and implements of destruction, and headed on toward the city dump. Well, we got there, and there's a big sign and a chain across the dump saying closed on Thanksgiving. And we had never heard of a dump closed on Thanksgiving before. And with tears in our eyes, we drove off into the sunset looking for another place to put the garbage. We didn't find one. Till we came to a side road, and off the side of the side road was another 15-foot cliff. And at the bottom of the cliff was another pile of garbage. And we decided that one big pile is better than two little piles, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. And that's what we did. 
Drove back to the church, had a Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat. Went to sleep and didn't get up until the next morning when we got a phone call from Officer Obi. Said, kid, we found your name on an envelope at the bottom of a half a ton of garbage and just wanted to know if you had any information about it. And I said, yes, sir, Officer Obi, cannot tell a lie. I put that envelope under that garbage. <laughs> After speaking over for about 45 minutes on the telephone, we finally arrived at the truth of the matter and said that we had to go down and pick up the garbage and also had to go down and speak to him at the police officer station. So we got in the red VW microbus with the shovels and rakes and implements of destruction headed on toward the police officer station. Now, friends, there was only one or two things that Obi could have done at the police station, and the first was that he could have given us a medal for being so brave and honest on the telephone, which wasn't very likely and we didn't expect it. Another thing was that he could have bawled us out and told us never to be seen driving garbage around the vicinity again, which is what we expected. But when we got to the police officer station, there was a third possibility that we hadn't even counted upon, and we was both immediately arrested, handcuffed. And I said, Obi, I don't think I can pick up the garbage with these handcuffs on. I said, shut up, kid. Get in the back of the patrol car, and that's what we did. Sat in the back of the patrol car and drove to the, quote, scene of the crime, unquote. I want to tell you about the town of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, where this happened here. They got three stop signs, two police officers, and one police car. But when we got to the scene of the crime, there was five police officers and three police cars being the biggest crime of the last 50 years, and everybody wanted to get in a newspaper story about it. And they was using up all kinds of cop equipment that they had hanging around the police officer station. They was taking plaster, tire track, footprints, dog smelling prints, and they took 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs with circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Took pictures of the approach, the getaway, the northwest corner and southwest corner, and that's not to mention the aerial photography. After the ordeal, we went back to the jail. Obi said he was gonna put us in the cell. Said, kid, I'm gonna put you in the cell. I want your wallet and your belt. And I said, Obi, I can understand you wanting my wallet so I don't have any money to spend in the cell, but what do you want my belt for? And it said, kid, we don't want any hangings. Said, Obi, did you think I was gonna hang myself for littering? Obi said he was making sure, and friends Obi was, cause he took out the toilet seat so I couldn't hit myself over the head and drown. And he took out the toilet paper so I couldn't bend the bars, roll out the roll of the toilet paper out the window, slide down the roll and have an escape. Obi was making sure, and it was about four or five hours later that Alice, remember Alice? It's a song about Alice. Alice came by and with a few nasty words to Obi on the side, bailed us out of jail. We went back to the church, had another Thanksgiving dinner that couldn't be beat and didn't get up until the next morning when we all had to go to court. We walked in, sat down. Obi came in with a 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back each one. Sat down. 
Man came in, said, all rise. We all stood up, and Obi stood up with the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures. And the judge walked in, sat down with the CNI dog, and he sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog. Then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one, and looked at the CNI dog. And then the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one and began to cry cause Obi came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice and there wasn't nothing he could do about it and the judge wasn't gonna look at the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us and we was fined fifty dollars and had to pick up the garbage in the snow, but that's not what I came to tell you about. Came to talk about the draft. We got a building down New York City, it's called Whitehall Street, where you walk in and you get injected, inspected, detected, infected, neglected, and selected. I went down to get my physical examination one day and I walked in, I sat down, got good and drunk the night before, so I looked and felt my best when I went in that morning. Cause I wanted to look like the all-American kid from New York City. Man, I wanted, I wanted to feel like all, I wanted to be the all-American kid from New York. And I walked in, sat down, I was hung down, brung down, hung up and all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly things. And I walked in, I sat down, they gave me a piece of paper, said, kid, see the psychiatrist, room 604. And I went up there, I said, shrink, I want to kill. <laughs> I mean, I want, I want to kill, kill. I want, I want to see, I want to see blood and gore and guts and veins in my teeth. Eat dead, burnt bodies. I mean, kill, 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 kill. And I started jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. And they started jumping up and down with me, and we was both jumping up and down, yelling, kill, kill. just having a tough time there and they was inspecting, injecting every single part of me and they wasn't leaving no part untouched. Proceeded through and I went finally came to see the very last man. I walked in, walked in, sat down after a whole big thing there and I walked up and said, what do you want? He said, kid, we only got one question. Have you ever been arrested? I proceeded to tell him the story of Alice's Restaurant, Massacre, with full orchestration and five-part harmony and stuff like that. And then all the phenomena stopped me right there and said, Kid, did you ever go to court? I proceeded to tell him the story of the 27 8 by 10 colored glossy pictures with the circles and arrows and a paragraph on the back of each one that stopped me right there and said, Kid, I want you to go over and sit down on that bench that says Group W. 
Now, kid. And I, I walked over to, to the bench there, and there's his group W's where they, where they put you. If you may not be moral enough to, to join the army after committing your special crime, and there was all kinds of mean, nasty, ugly-looking people on the bench there. Mother rapers. Father stabbers. Father rapers. Father rapers sitting right there on the bench next to me, and one it was mean and nasty and ugly and horrible and crime-fighting guys are sitting there on the bench. And the meanest, ugliest, nastiest one, the meanest father raper of them all, was coming over to me. And he was mean and ugly and nasty and horrible and all kinds of things. And he sat down next to me and said, Kid, what'd you get? I said, I didn't get nothing. I had to pay $50 and pick up the garbage. He <laughs> said, What were you arrested for, kid? And I said, Littering. And they all moved away from me on the bench there to carry on bone all kinds of mean, nasty things till I said, and creating a nuisance. And they all came back, shook my hand, and we had a great time on the bench talking about crime, mother stabbing, father raping, all kinds of groovy things that we was talking about on the bench. And everything was fine. We were smoking cigarettes and all kinds of things until the sergeant came over, had some paper in his hand, held it up, and said, kids, this piece of paper's got 47 words, 37 cents, it's 58 words. We want no details of crime, time, crime, and else kind of thing. You gotta say, pretend to it about the crime, one of the rest of officers, name, and else kind of thing. You gotta say, and they talked for 45 minutes, and nobody understood a word that he said. But we had fun filling out the forms and playing with the pencils on the bench there. I filled out the massacre with the four-part harmony and wrote it down there just like it was, and everything was fine, and I put down a pencil and I turned over the piece of paper and and there there on the other side in the middle of the other side away from everything else on the other side in parentheses capital letters Quoted, read the following words. Kid, you rehabilitated yourself. I went over to the sergeant and said, Sergeant, you've got a lot of damn gall to ask me if I've rehabilitated myself. I mean, I mean, I mean, I just, I'm sitting here on the bench. I mean, I'm sitting here on the group W bench. Cause you wanna know if I'm moral enough to join the army, burn women, kids, houses, and villages after being a litter bum. <laughs> he looked at me and said, kid, we don't like your kind. And we're gonna send your fingerprints off to Washington and friends. Somewhere in Washington, enshrined in some little folders and studying black and white of my fingerprints. And the only reason I'm singing you the song now is because you may know somebody in a similar situation. 
or you may situation and if you're in a situation like that there's only one thing you can do is walk into the shrink wherever you are just walk in say shrink you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant and walk out you know if one person just one may think he's really sick and they won't Two people, two people do it in harmony. Both faggots are up. And if three people do it, imagine three people in a bar, Alice's restaurant, and walking out, organization. And can you, can you imagine 50 people a day? I said 50 people a day walking in, singing a bar, Alice's Restaurant, walking out. And friends, they may think it's a movement. And that's what it is. The Alice's Restaurant Anti-Massacre Movement. And all you gotta do to join is to sing it the next time it comes around on the guitar. With feeling. So we'll wait till it comes around on the guitar here. Sing it when you're done. Here it comes. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Walk right in this around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. That was horrible. <laughs> you want to end war and stuff, you gotta sing loud. You can put a lot. I've been singing the song now for 25 minutes. I could sing it for another 25 minutes. I'm not proud <laughs> or tired. So we'll wait till it comes around again. And this time with four-part harmony and feeling. We're just waiting for it to come around is what we're doing. Alice, you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Say, so walk right in, it's around the back, just a half a mile from the railroad track. And you can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. At Alice's
Welcome back to Up on the Roof. You're tuned into CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And we have a special treat for you. Uh, our lifestyle correspondent Dave from Illinois is joining us uh, to talk with us a little bit about American Thanksgiving, the upcoming Christmas season, uh, decorating tips, and more. Dave, are you with us? Hi, y'all. I'm here. I'm here right now. Just waiting. Just at my house. Hanging out. What are y'all doing? Uh, well, we are we're we're, in, the we're in the middle of a broadcast. I'll tell you something right now. I, I'm having a bad day. All right? I'll just, I'll just throw that out there from the beginning. I hate Thanksgiving. I hate it. Ain't nothing to be thankful about. Life is miserable. And I come on here and I listen to your radio show and I hear this guy rambling about nothing for 30 minutes every two seconds talking about Alice's Restaurant. What the hell kind of 40-minute song are you guys playing? You guys are supposed to make people feel good. What is this? Music. You're not an Arlo Guthrie, Guthrie fan, I take it. Oh, my goodness, Robin. How dare you, you dirty Pisces. How could you How could you even assume that anybody would like that dirty redneck? I hate rednecks, and I hate Thanksgiving, too. Okay, okay. Now let's let's be reasonable here. Now, especially you're from Illinois. Oh, be now, reasonable. You be reasonable, Jake. Thanksgiving well, is a terrible time for everybody. Nobody likes it. Nobody can make the gravy right. It's always too chunky. Ex-wife is complaining the entire time, and your kids are crying. You I'm outside my house right now. You celebrated. Now I just you celebrated Thanksgiving with your ex-wife. I didn't celebrate it. I mourned Thanksgiving, Jake. Right. All right. It's terrible. It's a terrible time. It's not uh, a celebration. It's a, uh, it's a bickering fest. All right. just giant pile of dishes. Nobody knows how to decorate. Nobody knows nothing. Okay. I'm alone here in the south. Now, Dave, we've had you on the show as our lifestyle correspondent. So let's say you were going to make the best of Thanksgiving. What kind of table decorations would you have? Well, I'll tell you right now what kind of table decorations I'd have. I'd have none, Robin, because Thanksgiving is a terrible time for everyone and everyone involved. But. If you really wanted to have some kind of table decorations, um, I have a kettle of corn right in the middle of that table. Okay. Uh, I'd have a giant bowl of mildly warm mashed potatoes so it doesn't burn the person I throw it at across the table. That'd be a good start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So maybe we'll let go of Thanksgiving for now and move we, on to Christmas. Well, we have actually, we've got a question. Uh, a question has come in, and this is a question from Steve. Um, and Steve wants to know, you're, well, Dave, you're offering us a unique perspective because you're our uh, correspondent south of the border. Um, so we've got a question. We're looking for tips for surviving a long weekend in the States. Wow, that came from Steve? Tips for surviving a long weekend in the States? That's I'll tell it. you what, more like tips to survive a long weekend in Canada. Over here, we're free. Over there, having a terrible time. French rising again. What the heck is all y'all doing up there? I hear, I hear, now this could just be a rumor, all right? Yeah. But the French is rising again in your eastern hemisphere over there in the in the town of Canada. What is all y'all doing? Y'all got nothing to be thankful over there. There's people speaking French. We oppress those people here. What is, what okay, is all y'all okay, doing okay. up there? Okay, we're going uh, to dial it back a little bit. We don't want to get political here, Dave. We're you just trying what, to get... Jake? I can't read you. I don't know if you're a tourist or some kind of a Gemini, but you got to get your act together here, Jake. You're reaching millions. Millions, Jake. That's 
Actually, a very good guess. You, we forget sometimes that you're an astrologist, but I, I'm. My birthday is right on the cusp, halfway between. That's. I'm very impressed. Well, that's what I thought. That's and I am I a Pisces. It's a terrible time. All these people making noise around me right now. Let's talk about Christmas. Okay, what we'll, is all we'll give you. Doing during Christmas? We've got 45 seconds to talk about Christmas, and then we're gonna have to cut you off. Well, uh, I'd like to say that as much as I hate Thanksgiving. I think Christmas is a time to celebrate our Lord and Savior Jesus down here in the South. Everybody loves Christmas. Um, get your gifts for your family. Make sure your wife, your ex-wife, isn't anywhere around you. Hug your kids. And then beat them a little bit because it ain't that okay, bad. Okay, okay. That's something that we're not going to discuss on, on the roof. Okay. Um, any, any closing remarks for either astrology or lifestyle or whatever it is you're, co- you're here to correspond with? Oh, I will tell you, uh, closing remarks, I dislike Thanksgiving and, uh, that's about it. That's about it from Dave from Illinois. Well, thank you, Dave, for joining us. We'll talk hey, no to you problem, again soon. Robin. Thank you, Dave. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. You too. Okay, that was a lifestyle correspondent or something. Some, yeah. Our, what does he do here? Uh, multifunction. Yeah. Multifunction character. Well, uh, thank you, Dave from Illinois. We've got, we're going to play a song here. We Actually, we're at the end of our show. Yeah, we're at the end of the show. We've got maybe a couple minutes for a song. Yeah, that's right. And stay tuned because a brand new show is coming up next. We have the Screen Girls. Uh, they're in a permanent slot now. Yeah, the Screen Girls is coming up next, so please enjoy. And um, Nelly from the Cat's Pajams is a little bit afterwards at the 11 o'clock spot. Cool. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Thank you.